Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm excited to be here with TJ. She is the woman behind the podcast that edits it every single week, writes the show notes, the blog posts, all the things, and she is here to talk on the podcast today. Hello, it's me. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) I'm very excited. So we are in the midst of our team series on the podcast. Last week we heard from Kathleen on our sales team. We're going to talk all things creative and marketing today. And then we've got operations coming up and leadership and floral, lots of things. And so I'm excited for you to have a glimpse into what it looks like to be on our team. And here's some tried and true ways of how we do things. So very excited to be here. But we also did this through Instagram too. Yes, so if you follow us on Instagram, you've also been seeing that we've been posting a day in the life series. So this is where each of our full-time team members, people that are in the office every day, are getting a chance to show you a little bit more about what the ins and out of one day looks like within their role. So kind of the couple with this team series that we have going on, you just get a really big glimpse about what we do here at Render. And that's good because we want you guys to know who we are and what we do. Yes. Yeah, so TJ has a reel of, you can go check that out. Kathleen last week has a reel of her day in the life. Um, I do as well. And so you can see all of that coupled with these episodes. It's exciting. Yes, it is. All right, let's get into the episode. We're talking all things creative and marketing today. And some of these things you might want to write down and check out later or check out after this episode. And we may be linking some things in this episode as well. So you can check out the show notes below. And we're excited to get in. So let's go. All right. So first up, TJ, what is a creative team and who is in it? Okay. Well, our creative team here at Render is two people. So there's going to be Kaylee Goodall. She's our chief creative officer. And then there's myself, content manager, Kaylee is a girl with so much vision. She had a great job figuring out what Render's brand was going to be to begin with. Of course, talking that out with Cam um, and has carried that vision through the several years that we have been at least Render from the big change, beautiful event rentals to now Render. So Kaylee, great vision, has definitely poured that into me and what her expectations are for a brand. Um, additionally, I'm kind of the person who's making it all happen. Yeah, that's not true. Kayla does a great <laughs> job of also making things happen, but a lot of the content writing for stuff that we do, podcast editing, pushing a lot of those things out. Additionally, I feel like I'm a big ideas gal and can help with that yeah. for the content. I mean, this team series I was fostered from you. Yes. <laughs> so. But fortunately, everyone on our team is really great about yeah. generating ideas and bouncing off each other to make sure that, that those get pushed out. So our creative team as a whole is to make sure people know our brand, they get to see our products, and we're doing our best to make sure whatever questions people would have about who we are, what we do, they get to see that. And then selfishly, we make sure it's done in an aesthetic way. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of know what we're doing. That is mm-hmm. our creative team. Yeah, for sure. 
And I think if, even if you're a solopreneur and if you're doing everything on your own, which is totally fine, I did it too, prioritize what's important to you and your business. And so if having a social media, just one platform is important, I do believe that's important to have at least one social media platform. And I'll take it a step further. I think the most important one, if you're going to have one, is Instagram. Have that. Don't put a ton of pressure. I know looking at a company like ours or some other really big rental companies can be a little intimidating. can feel like, oh my gosh, I have to do all the things and it's just me. It's okay to not have a creative team. I didn't have a creative team until the last few years. Um, For a long time, it was just me. And then for a long time after that, it was just me and Kaylee. And then it was adding on people from there. And so it's okay if it's just you and you prioritize sales and you prioritize having one Instagram or one social media platform, whatever you choose, and not being able to do it all and not having a full-fledged creative team. So I just want you to know that you can still learn a lot from this episode, even if you don't have a full team dedicated to the creative side to your business. All right, next up is what software or websites do you interact with the most in your position? Of course. So here at Render, we have what we call our primary platforms and softwares, as well as those secondary platforms and softwares. Again, knowing what you can handle, the capacity with your business, however many people are on your team. Um, But our primary platforms are going to be, of course, Instagram. We want to make sure that we pour into that, as well as our website. Those are going to be the two biggest ways I think we get to interact with our audience. Number one, Instagram, making sure people know who we are. It's one of the easiest ways for people to find us. Everyone's active on Instagram, so it's a really great place to start. It's also very visual, too. Mm -hmm. If you have a company like ours, your visuals and your inventory or your floral or whatever it is that you do is a huge proponent of why people book you. And so having more of a visual platform when it comes to any marketing efforts you do is really important blogging or what used to be like public blogs, not necessarily on your um, individual website or something like Facebook, those aren't as visual as Instagram or Pinterest or something like that. So having very visually content rich platforms for a company like this is very, very important, which is why I mentioned Instagram if you're going to pick one. Yes. And then even like you said, you brought up Pinterest. Pinterest is going to be probably the second largest engagement we're reached that we get through our social channels. So that's another area that we want to consistently post on because also algorithms aside, (laughs) Pinterest is going to be pulling relevant pins from whenever it was posted, not just what was most recent. So that's going to be another one of our primary platforms. Secondary, then you see Facebook, you see LinkedIn, another place where it's great to have a presence if you have the time to pour into that but isn't going to be our main focus because it's not where our main audience is always at or looking for our services. Most important thing for any of our platforms, though, is that they all point back to our website. Cam says it probably every episode. You (laughs) need to have a website. What are we doing with all of our social channels if we're not finding a way to say, hey, connect with us deeper. How can we get you more educated? How can we get to be a part of your event? All the platforms that we have, we've listed them, but we want everything to point back to our website. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about this in our marketing meetings monthly, but we want to know what is our defined CTA, call to action. If we're doing any kind of marketing, if we're doing any kind of podcasts or social media posts or reels or anything, we want to know what is it that we ultimately want this person to do with this information. Once they see our reel, once they see an email, once they see 
an inventory item on their web on our website what is the ultimate cta call to action that we want them to do is it filling out a wish list or a contact page is it dming us is it liking something is it commenting something and so with whatever you're doing whether it's in the secondary or in the primary category of what you are doing make sure you have a call to action i think that's the most important thing to do for us as a business, it's more than likely going to be going to our website. And then from the website, there's very clear call to actions to fill out a contact form or add inventory to your wish list. Other than that, it might be a DM or it might be a comment, but then more likely than not, it's let's go to our website. And that's where we can really show off who we are and what we do. Next question, how do you stay knowledgeable about trends and tools for social media? Of course, big question, right? Research. Um, the first thing is just be on social media. So whatever platforms you're already trying to interact mm -hmm. on, don't just get on there when you're ready to post a photo or a reel or a story. Be on there consistently. Engage with the people that you follow, who follow you. Of course, again, as much as you have time for, but that's the easiest way to stay up to date on trends because you're seeing, oh, every five reels that I scroll through is using this one sound, or I've seen this challenge a couple mm -hmm. times throughout the week. Those are going to be the things that are trending. There's even trending tabs where you get to go and look at popular reels, pins, things that are already posted. It's the easiest way to figure out what's going on. Additionally, yeah. I know our team, we actually use Planoly, which is a great software, hooks you up with your Instagram, making sure that you have stuff planned to go out, scheduled, things to be posted. They do a lot of research on the back end for us and send us emails because we're a part of their audience that say, hey, these are some tips on how to make sure that you're staying in line with popular trends or tricks that you can do to help stand out amongst other reels that are being up on Instagram right now. That's really helpful for us and our team because going through reading the snapshot of their research helps us avoid doing some of our own, which we're happy to do. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes don't have the time for it. That's realistic. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. I feel like if you are not on social media personally, Use your Instagram for your business to be on social media or Facebook or TikTok or whatever it is that you want to focus on. Make sure you're on there and utilizing it. You might be one of two categories. You're either someone who is on social media all the time, which is usually our younger generation, or you're someone who doesn't like social media, they don't do social media, and they don't want to be on it. If you're in the first category, you're already on social media. Use your business account to do your scrolling and you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You're one, engaging in things that you wanna engage with in already, and then you're also doing market research for your own business also. And the algorithm, especially on Instagram, works that if you interact with certain things, it's going to show you more of what you interact with. And so if you're interacting with things that are rental-related, event-related, business-related, it's gonna show you more of those things, and so then you can save those. Um, and so if you're already on Instagram and you're utilizing it when you're scrolling in bed at night or whatever, try to use your Facebook or your Instagram for your business or your business accounts and whatever platform you use and scroll on there. I know that I've talked to you many times about work-life balance and our core value work hard, live well. And yes, there is a difference between the two, but if you're already going to be on it, use it in a really smart way. The second category was people who aren't on social media, who really don't like it. They're usually a little bit older, whether they're in the millennials or Gen X generations. They don't really love social media because of the monster it's become. <laughs> and that's totally valid. But if you don't have one for your social media, for your personal life, at least use your businesses and try to engage every once in a while. 
I would rather you engage once a week or once every other week than not at all. And so if you can schedule into your calendar, whether it's in the mornings or the afternoons or the evenings, whatever works best for your schedule to interact on social media, you can make it part of your job and your daily tasks to go in and look at Instagram or look at Pinterest or whatever it is that you want to look into. Um, you need to be on social media in some capacity. That's how businesses are run nowadays. And I can't predict the future. Maybe it'll continue being that way. Maybe it will become bigger and better than it already is. Or maybe social media will go away completely. I'm not sure. I'm not, I can't predict the future, but what's trending right now is social media. And you need to be on social media if you have a business. I think that's a great point. Even five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Very small scale can exactly. help you stay up to date. That's yeah. You don't have to be on it all day long, like the first category. You don't have to be on it for an hour, even if you can take five minutes mm -hmm. every other day or once a week, at least it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. And at least you're engaging with something that you also want to be posting about. Mm -hmm. okay. You're also welcome to use our Instagram as inspiration for your own. I think we have a really great Instagram. Mm -hmm. I think we've had a really great Instagram for a really long time. Yeah. Um, our website, our Pinterest, mm -hmm. anything that we do, we do all in and full heartedly. And so you're welcome to use our platforms as an example of what you can do as well. And there's a lot of things you can do for free. You don't even have to pay a lot of money to do them. If you want to take a picture of a chair or something in your inventory, put it up against a white wall like this, or put it up against a white backdrop outside and take a picture of it. Maybe do a few little presets or filters on it and post it. Mm -hmm. Super easy. They've made it a lot easier nowadays to use social media than they did before. Which we're thankful for. Yes. Saves a lot of time. Absolutely. All right. We have a marketing stats template that we use every single month to take uh, educated decisions on what's working and what's not working for upcoming marketing efforts. How often do you utilize this marketing stats template? And what are you specifically looking for to make those decisions come out? At minimum, we are interacting with this sheet, the creative team, at least twice a month. Once, the obvious, we have to go in and fill it out, looking at our numbers from the previous month, filling those into the Excel sheet to make sure that we're tracking, you know, high days, low days, what pages were performing well, etc. In addition, we also use it a lot in our monthly marketing meeting. That's when we go through and we look specifically at this day had a really low number of guests on our Educate website. Why do we think that day was the right. lowest in the month? Oh, it was Easter. It was Easter Sunday. Maybe that's why there weren't as many people engaged. Sometimes they're obvious. Sometimes it's a random Thursday. No one was on your website. Did we push anything on social media that week? Pushing, encouraging people to go to that website. Those are the kind of questions that we ask ourselves. But at least twice a month, we are taking time to focus on that sheet and see what our numbers are looking like if they're good, if they need to be improved, or even areas to celebrate. We like yeah. to look at times when we do really well. So at least those two things. TJ doesn't know this yet, but we also look at it twice a year, once in the very middle of the year mm -hmm. to look at what was trending for the first half, and at least once a year at the very end of the year to look at, as a whole, what happened in the entire calendar year. Mm -hmm. So we do it twice a month, but we also do it twice a year. I'll experience that in June. Yes. <laughs> Another great thing about this sheet is just our team prior to me has just interacted with it so much that we already know what to track and what's helpful to look at on that sheet. So when it comes time to have our marketing monthly marketing meetings, we get to ask those specific questions. 
why it's great for you guys to know that we know that is now we sell this sheet. We have the marketing stats template available for you to purchase on your own, but it'll help save you some of that time of figuring out what's actually going to be helpful to track on my website. Because it's not just more than finding your most liked post from Instagram in the right. month. Cam said it before, we're not on Instagram just to get likes. We are on there to right. do so much more. So feel free to grab that. And you yes. can skip some of the hard work about figuring out what's the best thing to track on there. Yeah, we've um, we started that marketing template before the pandemic. And it was really, really helpful for us. Our Instagram and all of our platforms elevated so much through the pandemic because nobody else had anything else to do other than be on social media. Um, and so we were able to use that marketing template and make it bigger and better and better and better every single month. And now we utilize it, like she said, at least twice a month, sometimes more often than that, and be able to really make educated decisions on our marketing efforts. Because what's the point of posting something if you know it doesn't work Mm -hmm. something that we regularly talk about is something that really works on our instagram stories is a this or that or a poll or something that's engaging with our users on instagram when it's specifically stories but we wouldn't have known that if we didn't go back to our marketing stats template Mm -hmm. and see what was the most trending or most popular engagement when it comes to our stories we learned that because our marketing team was able to go back and say, hey, last month we did a this or that, and it was the first time we did that, and we got so much engagement from it. Um, most of the time, if we don't post something that is a poll or a voting on something or something that's engaging, we don't get a lot of engagement with that. And so if we didn't track that, we wouldn't know that that works, and we wouldn't be able to do it still continuing to this day because we wouldn't have known. And so that's super important to know about that. And you can have it. It's in our link in our show notes below. You can go check it out. It's super great. Not only because we're biased, because we made it, but it helps you make educated decisions than just guessing in the dark. Nobody likes that. And even, I feel like, to answer this question a little bit more thoroughly, it helps us with goal setting. We get to actually say, oh, well, sure, we want to achieve this many followers, or we want our engagement rate to be this month. Being able to look at what we've posted in previous months, comparing specifically Mm -hmm. engagement rates, we can say, okay, this month had more this or Mm that's on our story. That's why our engagement rate is boosted. So if we want it to be higher for this month, these are the tools that we've used in the past that we've tracked that we can use again this month to actually help reach our goal, planning to succeed as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like you were just saying, taking a shot in the dark about what we hope will work. Yeah. And planning to succeed is one of our core values. Mm -hmm. So if we can't track what we're doing, there's no way to plan ahead to succeed. Um, It's really great because we get to use this when we see a big spike in engagement or a big spike in followers or maybe a really downhill uh, stat that goes down. We can see why did this happen? A lot of the times we get a huge spike in followers when we launch an online course or if we launch something new, we'll get a big spike in engagement. And so we know when we've launched Rental Biz Academy in usually January and sometimes March March or June or May or June, and usually like September, October, we know that we're going to get a lot more followers at that time. So we might want to talk about our team again, or we might want to talk about Rental Biz Academy again in those months because we know that that is going to happen because we've tracked it. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we're doing in real time right now, pun intended, <laughs> we are uh, doing a real a day, real time, real day. Yep. Super funny, I know. But we're doing a real day in April. And so we're utilizing this marketing stats template in real time 
to see how is this going to work? Is it going to inflate our numbers, decrease our numbers? What is it going to do to our numbers when it comes to marketing to know if it's actually going to work? Because we see influencers that do reels all the time and we see big celebrities that are doing it all the time. And of course their follower rate and their engagement rate is really high. And so we said, you know what? Let's try it. Let's do a reel a day and then see what happens. And if we didn't have this marketing template, we would have no idea if it works or not, other than going to social media and checking out how many uh, views that we got. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to be able to see what was our engagement rate like? Did it go up? Did it go down? Did it stay the same? Um, and then we can use this every month and say, hey, maybe this month wasn't as great. And maybe because it was due to holidays or it was mm -hmm. due to other different reasons. So anyways, we've talked a lot about the marketing template now. And it's only because it's made a, such great decisions for us. Mm -hmm. And we believe in this thing. Not because we want to sell you one, one more thing. I can tell you that's not it at all. But we want you to be educated in your decision. All right. Our last question for this series on creative is email marketing has had a lot of trending things going. There's been a lot of talk about email marketing. Does it work? Does it not work? We have emails that come out. If you're not a part of our email list, I encourage you to become part of our email list. But what do you feel like has been the biggest thing with our email list that has improved our marketing efforts? I think email marketing is just really great for a lot of reasons. One, it's the quickest and easiest way to ensure an audience is getting your message. You look at statistics from Instagram that are really scary that say it can be as little as 3% of your audience gets to see your post. But so many of us use Instagram or whatever your leading platform is, is to be that main way that people know what's going on with your company when really that might not be the case. So for email marketing, being able to use that as a tool, it ensures, okay, we have this many people who have subscribed to our email list. That means when we send this email, we know for a fact mm -hmm. it's going to go to this many people's inboxes. Right. Whether or not they choose to interact with that, there's only so much we can do there. Ensure that we have engaging subject lines. Again, clear call to actions within that email body. But again, it's so effective to know that you have this many people who are going to see whatever you're trying to tell them in some capacity. It's also, I feel like, the like main communicator with them. When we raised our prices just mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, we did that through our email list. We didn't even post about it on Instagram, mm -hmm. but we posted about it through our email list. We're able to communicate directly to them. And it gives your people who are on your email list an opportunity to engage back with you. Um, one of my favorite emails back one time is we, at the end of our email list, if you're not a part of it, you don't know this, but if you are and you open our emails, the very end of it is things that uh, bring our team joy. One of our core values is that we choose joy. And it's important to us that we live that out through our email list as well. And so we have things from Instagram, from blog posts to Pinterest, Pinterest, whatever is bringing our team joy. Mm -hmm. It could be silly. It could be beautiful. There's lots of different things that's in there. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of my favorite things that we see in our email. But we had a client who worked with us probably six or seven years ago that still opens our emails to this day. Mm -hmm. And he replied after a couple of years of seeing this and said, just so you know, my favorite email to get during the week is the one that you guys send. And my favorite part of these are the We Choose Joy part at the very end. And it just made me so happy because we probably won't work with him again. He lives, I think, up in Maine or Massachusetts. And it was a one-time event that he did here in DFW, but he subscribed to our email list and absolutely loves getting it. Mm -hmm. And so if he does another event here again, we will likely get his business. And so it's just a really fun way that we get to interact 
with people that we've worked with, with people who we want to work with, mm -hmm. and our students and our listeners that are hopefully listening to this today as well. Um, so it's really important to have different things in there that show your personality, mm -hmm. and it's a really great communicator. When COVID hit, we emailed everyone on our email list what we were doing about COVID and how we were handling COVID with the safety measures and the respect for our community and all of that. And so it's a really great tool. One of the biggest stats that comes from email marketing is for every dollar that you spend on email marketing, you can see a $42 return. That's huge. That's like $42 for every dollar that you spend. And you can say that is in dollars that you're spending on marketing, dollars that you're spending on payroll as you put it together. For every dollar, you're getting a $42 uh, uh, return on that. And I can tell you from a fact that that is true. And that might even be undercutting what is actually true. But if you're like me, I don't really listen to voicemails. I don't really reply to a lot of texts, but I see every single email that comes through my inbox. Mm -hmm. And your clients are the same way. They see every single email, unless it's going to their junk or unless it's going to like one of those personal emails that you have 10,000 unread emails. But if you're sending it to a business email, it's likely that they're going to see it as well. Something else I just really enjoy also about that we choose joy section at the bottom of our emails is it's also a great way that I found as sourcing a lot of those things of a way that we can promote other people and like services. Mm -hmm. Like if we see a photographer who sends something really trendy at a wedding shoot, then we're like, hey guys, like check out what this right. bride did as part of her bridal photos. Right. And then we get to shout out that photographer or caterer or venue. We saw a wedding done in a parking garage one day. Yeah. I think we saw a wedding planner who I post about that. And it just, it also helps spark our ideas yeah. for how can we do that one day? Right. And then again, getting to share that with y'all, just always trying to be on top of generating new innovative ideas, sharing that with other people is really fun. And like Kim said, you get to just see more of what we enjoy when we want you guys to know who we are. So yeah, that's a really fun part of the email. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to go into what we are doing. Every single episode is the last three questions and hopefully gets to know whoever's on the podcast with me. First question, TJ, what is your favorite uh, memory working with Render? This was hard to think about because there's so many. That's a genuine answer. <laughs> I just, you know, kind of pulled out of my head that I think I've really enjoyed us starting a community work table. So we each have our own individual yeah. desk that we can work at to kind of focus in. But we've also started all kind of randomly sitting in our conference room table. So where we have our team meetings, operations, marketing meeting, that's become just a communal workspace. And I think it's my favorite memory working at Render, that becoming a thing because in the midst of our busy days when we all have a project where we can be a little bit more social, we as a team get to know each other while still working. And sometimes it start it turns into that generation or generating ideas and we yeah. start popping off back and forth and then we have a meeting on our calendar for the next week to talk about something that was discussed at the table. But I don't know, getting to know my team more personally instead of just always talking about work is something I enjoy. As anyone here would tell you, I go to whichever room everyone's in anyway. It's true. So that's part of my favorite memory of working here yeah. is just getting to work with the team I do in a situation like that. So it's like a continued memory. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right. Next question. Right. What is your favorite event? This is very timely because it was last week. I told Cam this last week when it happened. 
but our team had the opportunity to work with Visit Dallas, which is a destination management company for a happy hour that they were putting on. It was hosted at On the Levy, which is right across the street from where we're located in the design district. And it was so fun. It was a sponsored event, which is really cool because when we do sponsored events, sometimes we get a little bit more say-so about how we want the design to actually look as opposed to anything the client wants, which we are happy to give when it's a client. But we had some different options that as a team, we got to sit at the community table and talk about. And we picked our favorite one that felt like it was perfect for the event, but it's a little different than I think what a lot of our events look like. And it was out there. We had disco balls and bright colors and animal skulls, but it just looked really, it looked really good and it came together really well. And I think that's one of the reasons I enjoyed it is seeing the rentals that we use for that, the backdrops, the colors, and how well it came together. Yeah. Favorite. It was also really cool because we got to use that for the American Heart Association a couple of days afterwards. They didn't have any decor. And the owner of the venue was like, hey, do you mind leaving this stuff here? And we said, sure, there's a couple things that we can't leave because they're already booked for an event, but we'd love to leave these here. And they're able to then make their event look really good. And it forms a new relationship for sales that they can now work with us as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a great event. We love having vendor partners. <laughs> yes, they're great. All right, last question. What is your favorite core value and why? I believe this is so subject to change over time. <laughs> Currently, though, and timely given what we've talked about on this podcast, it is plan to succeed because our current marketing strategy that we have right now, we are focusing heavily on reels and seeing what posting one reel a day for the month of April will do for us. Like and subscribe. Just kidding. But <laughs> no, but real. <laughs> really? Okay, that's goofy. <laughs> so in our monthly marketing meeting that we had setting up for the month of April, we made a plan to be successful in this. So we talked about what are specific things we know we want to touch on for the month, what specific days are there that we can post something for Easter, Good Friday are given good ones. So we thought of once in that meeting, mm -hmm. oh, we could do tax an Easter day. basket, tax day. Um, we could do just these specific content generated things for our reels and then make sure on that day that they go out. So taking from that and making an actual day by day month calendar saying this is what real is going to go out then these are the emails or stories that are going to go out to support that content without that existing I think it would be so hard to manage I don't think I would be able to stay on top of it but because our team has wonderful core values such as plan to succeed it is so doable we're able to stay on top of it and see that content being pushed at and already see some of the return on investment of how our engagement has boosted in the past two weeks at this point so yeah plan to succeed has to be it for right now ask me again in a week it might be different but <laughs> all of the core values are wonderful that's the one I think I'm interacting with the most these days I love it so true all right well that wraps up our episode with TJ for our creative team and next week you're going to hear from our operations team with Gabriel and John and Dominic it's going to be an incredible episode as well we hope you're enjoying this team series. This is lived and breathed by TJ herself. So we're excited to be here. All right, thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye.